Hey, thanks for joining us. This week we talk about superstitions. This was recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. It's one of our two shows at Maggie's Lounge. You can find us Monday nights at Maggie's at 8 p.m. doing a stand-up comedy competition where if you're in the audience, you get to vote on your favorite. And Friday nights, we do this show, The Debate Show, Pick a Side Stupid, at 7 p.m. every Friday. They've got delicious pizza and a great beer selection and, I dare say, a very fun show. So come down some Friday night, 7 p.m., Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. Next up is The Debate. Pick a Side Stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. Yes. Okay. Our first debate this evening will be between Aaron Matthews and Lauren McHugh. Aaron, would you like to go first or second? I will go second. Second. Okay, Lauren, what category would you like besides wild card or astrology? Can we do religion, please? We can. Religion. Okay, um, here's the thing. When I was in high school, I knew this guy. He got a tattoo on his arm of barbed wire, and he didn't get it connected in the middle because he told me that God would cut off his arm <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> My question is, should that guy even be allowed to have a barbed wire tattoo? <laughs> yes or no? Um, I would say no, he should not be allowed to have one just because it's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> um, I think, actually he may have been right. God may have punished him for getting a barbed wire tattoo in this day and age. Although you were saying this was from high school. Yeah, so um, it was the 90s actually. So, um, I hope God strikes him down now. <laughs> this isn't related. I just want to tell this story. I grew up Mormon, and when I was six, a lady with no arm told me that she had, like, gotten her arm chewed up in an, like, industrial machine, but then her holy underwear saved the rest of her arm. <laughs> to exist then like barbed wire tattoos should be allowed to exist <laughs> you know people have gotten much worse tattoos than like a shitty like faux religious one we, the, the internet exists we've seen them I don't need to think of any right now <laughs> I can't think of any um, but yeah I just feel like tattoos are like pretty much on par with bad decisions and religion's pretty much just a bad decision so that's uh, my strong conclusion to that Um, if I just heard you right, I think you referred to a barbed wire tattoo as a religious tattoo, <laughs> which I think it's only religious if you get it like across your forehead, so. <laughs> it's, it's very Mel Gibson, it's very Passion of the Christ. You can get a little cross like on your lower back too if you're really feeling it. I think that would be acceptable. You know, it's for, it's to express the greater truth that you believe in, it's your faith. Time. I'm extremely pro-tramp stamps for Jesus, okay? <laughs> Religious tattoos are a staple of the American people along with a plethora of other poor decisions, and I think we need to respect this man's freedom of speech. <laughs> we need to respect his freedom to think that he's being an artist when he just has $20 to spend at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. Time. All right. Great points by both of you, but I gotta pick a winner, so I'm gonna go with Aaron Matthews. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Zach Jones and Katie Baker. Zach, do you wanna go first or second? Second. Second. Katie, you can pick from sports or wild card. A uh, wild card. Okay. 
Your question is from May Keith. She asks, what kind of curse would you rather fall victim to? The 27 Club, where talented musicians and artists die at age 27? Or the Superman curse, where actors get injured or dead after playing Superman? All right. Uh, seeing as I am 27 years old, uh, I want just a little bit more time to, uh, you know, do things and whatnot and know that I'll be safe as long as it is not Superman-esque. There's, uh, with the 27 Club, it, it could be tomorrow, for all I know. Just any, anything, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes I do have a white lighter, so that would just double my bad luck of uh, being dead. Yeah, so I'm trying to see a downside of me dying two years ago. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really kind of drawing a blank, so... I say I should have joined the 27 Club, and I missed my chance, and uh, I, I could... Because I assume that there's some afterlife where, like, the 27 Club is an actual club, and... You get to hang out there, and like I'll just be in by technicality, <laughs> and then I just get to just like like uh, you know ask dumb questions to Jimi Hendrix all day, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know sit down on the piano, try to get Amy Winehouse to do a duet with me, and I can't hit any of the notes right because I never actually learned. And she's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Hey, you know what? The rules, the rules. You should have made it a." broader amount of rules to get into your club. Time. So, so, Zach sounds like he'd be having fun, but me, I haven't done any musical or um, trashy accomplishments that would uh, make, me, make me noteworthy, and I would just, I'd be like in the back of the room, no one noticing me, because I didn't do enough Whereas at least if I were Superman, I mean, you, you, you can't miss Superman. He's got a cape. Um. Yes, being Superman. Superman known for having no accomplishments. <laughs> Certainly not a thing. You don't want to be Superman because you're going to try to play it easy. And guess what? Like every sixth thing that Superman tries to touch turns out it's made of kryptonite. So the curse is going to get you if you are Superman. You can't avoid it. Just, I, I, I will, all right, well, I was, that was going to end with just die at 27, but I don't want to say that now, so that... Time. <laughs> and, it's, and it's your mercy that you fell victim to here, Zach. I'm going to hand the win to Katie Baker. I mean, if you have to yell die at somebody to win a debate, <laughs> seems like the thing to do. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Bill McMorrow and Theo Constantino. <laughs> Hi, Bill. That was the longest you've ever. That was the longest you've ever been quiet. Spill of me. I said that was the longest you've ever been quiet. Was that walk to the front? <laughs> Bill, do you want to go first or second? Second. Okay. Theo. Um, There's a spill over there. So anybody, if you're walking down that aisle, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Theo, your question is about sports. Okay. The question is, which action will result in a longer-lasting curse for a baseball team? Trading away the best home run hitter ever to play the game, like the Red Sox did, or kicking a guy out of your stadium because he brought a goat, like the Chicago Cubs? I think kicking a guy that brought a goat because as much as we might hate cults, they bring people together. Not for a while, 
but they do. I don't know. You can always find someone that hits a ball. You can't find a good goat. And they're cute. So what was my choice? Trading away the best home run hitter of all time. Barry Bonds. <laughs> I believe he retired before he got traded, but sure, we'll go with that. And what was his? You know both of these teams have won championships recently, so it's not really a curse. Curses don't exist. They're in your stupid fucking mind along with your fears and your dreams and your hopes and your desires. None of them make sense. You're all gonna die someday. So just buy another beer, have a pizza, have fun, you know? But goats, goats will fuck you up, they'll bite you. And what was my choice? Oh, home run hitters, they can fuck you up with a bat, I guess so, I don't know. It depends, do you think, what do you think would hurt more, getting hit in the face with a baseball bat? Or getting, uh, just probably just bit in the leg. Or in the face, maybe you're bending down to pet the goat and he bites you in the face. Time. Curses do exist, and a good way to prevent them is to join the seventh pillar, cult. And then all you have to do to prevent it is just, you pet Billy the goat. I don't know. It's pretty fucking easy, you can just avoid curses, just. I just. Huh? Yeah, it just, I don't know, that's it. He said my name. So I got, I got excited. I apologize. I didn't mean to jump on your spot. Hey, uh, I, guess, I guess curses do exist. Like uh, when, you, when, I, when I was a kid, I always heard, hey, step on a crack, give your mother stage four uh, pancreatic cancer. <laughs> and as it, as it turns out, it wasn't actually her pancreas. It was, in the, it was in the bone marrow. But once it's in there, it's in there. You don't. Got a little. I didn't mean to get that deep. I apologize. Time. All right. I gotta hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Thanks, Bill. Next up, everybody, please welcome Nick Martucci and Alan Richardson. following in his father's footsteps. <laughs> All right. Um, Nick, do you want to go first or second? Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Alan, you can pick from any category except astrology. Uh, let's do religion. Okay. Your question is from May Keith. She asks... Why am I sad all the time? <laughs> you have two options. It is clinical depression or a life without Jesus is a sad, empty life. Well, I guess first I'll tell you about the first 20 25 years of my life. And... Uh, how sad I was, how bad at school I was, how addicted to drugs I was. But then I'll tell you about the last four years of my life where I found a little man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. And uh, he's not a rich man. But good God, he's a wise man. <laughs> and these last four years of my life have been some of the happiest I've ever been. And I've been diagnosed four times for clinical depression. <laughs> so I know it's a lie from the Jews. Time.
Alan, if Jesus is so great, why is it when I went to church, my father beat me, and when I stopped seeing my father and got on Xanax, I was happier? <laughs> Jesus didn't protect me, just like his father didn't protect him. If this is coming from me, it's clinical depression. If this is specifically May Keith asking, May, it's clinical depression. <laughs> and that you're a bad person, but Jesus doesn't care, so is his dad. Now, there's a difference between the church and Jesus H. Christ. Christ can be in all sorts of things. A pill, for example. Your father's not meant to protect you. He's meant to prepare you to kill and then try to kill you. But Christ came back for three days. So take that dad's time. I'm just trying to follow your logic. How many people did Jesus kill? Or was God just bad at training him? I know now that I can think clearly, I can probably kill more people than Jesus. And that's thanks to Xanax and Lamictal and Omeprazole. Zant no, Xantex for my, my heartburn, but I still need that too. All right. Hey, you're both great, but I gotta hand the win here to Nick Martucci. Somebody's so angry about that they just started playing music. <laughs> hey, Bill, could you ask the bar to shut off the music, please? No, I paid him. <laughs> <laughs> it was good timing, if nothing else. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and John Farrell. Oh, now it's gone. It's just like they played him off the stage. <laughs> There's some spooky shit happening tonight. <laughs> All right, Tyler, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, John, you can pick anything except religion or astrology. I'll pick luck. Luck. Your question is, do you bury a mirror in your backyard because you broke it, and that's supposed to reverse the bad luck, or do you bury a mirror in your backyard because you don't like to see your own reflection? I don't want to see my own reflection. I want the dirt to see its the whole <laughs> damn time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, why would I want, I mean, who cares? I'm braver than that curse, but I do not, I am not brave enough to face myself in that mirror. <laughs> I'm just shaving, just guessing. I guess sometimes right, sometimes wrong. And I do not need a mirror to take out my contacts. That's just how I roll, I just feel it. I, I'm just that good. But man, if I have to face myself in that mirror again, anxiety will, you know, I might have to go back to church. I don't wanna do that. You know, Jesus Christ, you know, the most superstitious person ever that I found out. But yeah, no way, man. I'm, I'm burying it in there as far as it can go. I'm talking seven feet deep. It's going to be looking at those worms for ages and ages. <laughs> no way. I'm not doing that at all. I mean, yeah, it, you could reverse the curse. But why would you want to do that when you just could choose not to see yourself Time. ever again? <laughs> I'm doing it to reverse the curse because, like, I already look great, and I don't need a curse messing that up. <laughs> and plus, you don't want to bury it deep. You want to bury the broken mirror just barely under the soil so that kids, if they're running by, they'll get stuck, and then they'll stay away from your lot. That's even more good luck. <laughs> plus, it's good for the soil. Everything's just better. <sighs> it's been a while since I've gotten lucky. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, we all know glass is great for the soil. We see so many glass trees <laughs> just everywhere. Glass trees. Can't get enough of them. 
we're just exporting them everywhere. It's, it's America's number one export, glass trees. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> no, we just dig it as deep as it can go. Plus, I don't want to have any kids getting hurt on my conscience. What am I, a goddamn monster? No, I'm a man that doesn't want to face himself in the goddamn mirror. That is what I am. I am a monster. And glass aren't trees, we all know that. Glass are legumes. And glass legumes are the backbone of our economy. They put them in cans and they ship them around the world. They're in our MREs for the troops. Okay. I gotta hand the win here to John Farrell. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Sean Rosa and Ted Pettingale. Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. <laughs> Ted, you can do sports or wild card. Wait, which ones aren't available? Luck, religion, or astrology. <laughs> you said astral. <laughs> So what Time. <laughs> so what's my question? Sports or wild card? What do you want? Oh, uh, sports. Okay. So uh, your question is, better strategy for success in the big game. Hire a mystic to help enlist the aid of supernatural spirits like the uh, Ecuador national team did in the World Cup in 2006. Or have a coach open hand slap you in the face as hard as they can, like John Henderson did with the Jaguars? Uh, if, if somebody's slapping me in the face, I'm always going to do with that, uh, whether it's my boss or just any other grown man. Uh, <laughs> nothing gets me motivated by an open hand slap to the face. And by a motivated, I mean fully aroused. And what better way to defeat your opponent at sports than going on him with a rock-hard cock? <laughs> oh, sure, you might have the power of the devil, our one true lord, on your side if you've got a black magic mystic on your side. But he's just going to give you a rock-hard cock as well. And <laughs> nothing like getting slapped in the face for that. It, take, it saves the steps, and you don't have to use up your chakras. All right. All right, so I have to I have to pick the Ecuador in the World Cup. Yeah, uh, I've been to Ecuador before. They that place is uh, it's run by the devil. Everybody, <laughs> it is the the demons are running like it is like there's like garbage piled up to my height for miles down the road. So like you can't get that from like some dude slapping you in the face. You know. Also. Like, the Jaguars, they've never won the Super Bowl. The Ecuadorian national football team, I don't follow soccer. They've probably, fuck it, let's just say they've won every World Cup. Because that's what the devil wants us to think. The, the evidence of... You know, all this stuff about all these other teams, like France or whatever, winning the World Cup, that is just God's way of testing us. <laughs> all right, I just, I wanted to be sure, so I looked it up. Ecuador is not run by the devil. <laughs> I was about to book my plane ticket. It's a guy named Lenin Moreno, who I'm pretty sure isn't the devil. Also, I'm almost 100% sure Italy has won the World Club, Cup, and that place is hell on earth. And, and, and there's only bad people there. And, uh, you know, I said I would take anybody slapping me in the face, but no Italians. Time. <laughs> I, don't got, I don't know if you guys know this, but Ecuador is actually Spanish for Hail Satan. Yeah, and guess what the equator is? Hot like hell!
Yeah, the he- the son is the devil. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Time. Oh boy. Well, Sean, I appreciate your effort in just making up all kinds of facts, but you're entirely wrong the entire time. Uh, I'm Dan the Wood here to Ted Pettingale. Okay, and our final matchup of round one. Everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Aaron Matthews. Okay, so uh, your question's going to be wild card either way, but Joe, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I would like to go second, please, Sean. Okay. Aaron, your question is from Steve Albert. What? Oh. Oh, it's a fortune cookie. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, your question is from Steve Albert. He asks, you're at a goth wedding, and the bride is about to do the bouquet Bouquet? Toss? I can't say bouquet. She's about to throw some flowers. <laughs> All right. Should there be thorns in there? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like a, a goth wedding. You know, uh, if you're going to have thorns on your eyes, like uh, that's an eyeliner joke. Uh, <laughs> then you should also have thorns in your bouquet. You know, I can't, you know, unlike the Mormon thing, I can't say I've ever been to a goth wedding because I feel like we stopped making that bad decision in 2013. But uh, I do think that um, if you're gonna go in on something for your wedding, you need to go all out and you need to commit. Um, And that means you need to endanger your guests and their health and safety. I think that's really important uh, for you to do. We've all seen clip art. Roses have thorns. That's just biologically accurate. (laughs) You know, what are you going to do? Like, neuter your roses at your wedding? Like, that totally ruins the metaphor. As as an ambassador of many goth weddings, I would say, much like all of our moms, Erin just doesn't understand. The song Every Rose Has a th- has Its Thorn is a poison song, and there's nothing gods hate more than shitty hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> By throwing out thornless roses, you lull your guests into a false sense of security before the crippling existential pain that is the next marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the gothest shit ever. <laughs> Joe, the only thing you're ambassador to is the Delfino Square track on Mario Kart. (laughs) Just kidding, I love you. Uh, (laughs) I just think thorns are really important to flowers because of how dangerous they are. I'm getting there. And uh, uh, I think that it's really important that if you're going to have... Time. Okay. (laughs) Well, like, maybe the thorns are just like a hard outer shell that you showed the world, but inside you're really, like, sweet and, like, beautiful. And maybe people just took the time to, like, get that, mom. (laughs) All right, I got to hand the one here to Joe Polana. Okay, now is the part of the show where I ask the questions that didn't quite make it onto the show. Uh, They all have to do with superstition, but maybe wouldn't have quite been right for a debate. Uh, So the first one is from Steve Albert. He asks, is 666 a good credit score? (laughs) I don't know, is a score 200 points higher than my credit score a good credit score? I'd say so. <laughs> May Keith asks, do you believe in ghosts, Sean? Uh, yeah, I do. That's not superstitious. They are just real. And 
I don't like that you lumped ghosts into superstition. Okay. Next up, uh, this question is from Liz McDonald. She asks, am I always angry because I'm an Aries or did I just never learn to regulate my emotions? Um, I'm also an Aries, so uh, it's just us. It's a, astrology's real. But I, you'd never know though, because of the rising, I look like I'm not angry all the time. Thank you, Aaron. Ken Green asks, which rock will bring you better luck if you kiss it, the Blarney Stone or Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> we all agree it's Dwayne Johnson, right? Okay. <laughs> I wish that was on mic, but missed it. Okay. Steve Albert with another one here. You see a kid stepping on every crack they see. Do you assume they hate their mother? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Ken Green wants to know, this is the last question. Ken Green asks, is step on a stick, break your father's dick, a real superstition <laughs> or something I made up? Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Laura Clark. <laughs> Bill, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, please. Okay, so Laura, you can pick from sports, wild card, or religion. Uh, wild card, please. Okay. Your question is from John Farrell. He asks, where do you get your major life advice from an astrology reading or a fortune cookie? Um, wow. um, fine. Like an astrology reading is fun because like everyone was saying, right? If you know your rising sign and like your sun and moon sign, you can read up to three horoscopes and <laughs> pick the one that really sounds like you. I... I mean, that's just, that's just law of averages. Is that what that is? Like you get all these different options and you're like, oh, I do have an event that's causing me some trepidation today. <laughs> I am now a Leo. Like it's just, it's convenient. Whereas a fortune cookie, it's going to say one thing. It's going to be like your success will be reap great financial benefit, and then you look around for that happening and it doesn't, and you're like, duh, I wish I could have picked from 12 fortune cookies. So I want fortune cookies or I want uh, horoscopes? You trust? I don't believe in any of them. I don't believe in either one of them. I only have one true Lord and Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. I don't believe in horoscopes. I don't believe in fortune cookies. I don't believe in fucking... I don't believe in b messages in the back of a newspaper that people look, you know, and you circle it like, hey, we met at the train station and we locked eyes, you on the other side, I've been looking for you the whole time, you know, and then they circle it, meet me in Quincy Center Station. No one's gonna go meet you in Quincy Center Station, dude. Get over it, go meet somebody at the mall, like a fucking grown up. Do you get, do you, seriously, you guys still go to the mall? What's up? It's a crumbling institution. You guys gotta get out there. Stop having fucking Amazon come to your goddamn house fucking six times a day because you don't want to go get fucking tied. You gotta wash your clothes. You're gonna have to wash your clothes anyways. Go get the tide. Literally. All right, so what about Craigslist though? Like a Craigslist misconnection has probably led, right? to like so many interesting relationships between a redhead in black pants and a creep. Like, <laughs> so, like what's, what's not to believe? Like they did a whole thing, like there's a thing where like a dude would like be like, you were dancing with your friends and you had a black dress on and then all these women would email like, I think that was me. Time. Was. You just described the Craig, Craigslist killer. 
Sean lives in the Craigslist Killers building. Did he ever tell you guys that? <laughs> Not saying Sean's a Craigslist killer. I'm just saying I've never proven that he's never killed anybody that he's met on Craigslist. <laughs> so if you, if you have evidence that he hasn't killed anybody he's met on Craigslist, please come forward. Because there's a lot of questions now. There wasn't so much before the show, but now everybody's talking about it. Sean looks guilty to me, doesn't he? Look Time. Guilty. I think I'm gonna hand the wind to Laura. <laughs> All right, I'm fine with that. Congratulations, Laura. I'm fine with that, Killa. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Joe Polana and Ted Pettingal. Joe, would you like to go first or second? I'd like to go second, please. Okay, so Ted, you can, well, you can't pick. You're getting sports. Sports! So your question is from Dave Buckley. He asks, which baseball pregame ritual is more effective? Eating a bunch of fried chicken like Wade Boggs or wearing a golden thong like Jason Giambi? This, uh, this question has nothing to do with Huey Lewis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, an album called Sports, which is really the best thing you should listen to before a baseball game. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go Golden Thong because uh, it's the closest thing to the best pregame ritual I ever heard, which was Ricky Henderson, who would just stand in a mirror naked holding a baseball bat going... Rick is the best. Rick is the best. Rick is the best. And that's what I do anytime I've got a big game. <laughs> Look, the, the thing about gold is it's not, it's pretty, but it doesn't make for a comfortable fabric. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid metal. <laughs> That's going to really give you a big old wedge. <laughs> the most valuable wedgie. Uh, but no, if you want to stand naked in front of the mirror, you, you can't do that if you're wearing something. That's the definition of being naked. Uh, so you can do is stand in the mirror shoveling fried chicken in your face, going, throw the breath, throw the breath. Spewing crumbs all over your naked torso, glistening. <laughs> Because you're already sweaty from carrying all that chicken. <laughs> the sports aren't going to know what's going to hit them. <laughs> My opponent makes some compelling points. But I will say this. You're really going to listen to a guy with a last name like that? He says fried chicken, but what he really means is chicken parmigiana. <laughs> and the only thing that'll be glistening more than your gold thong is all that greasy mozzarella sauce <laughs> all over your naked chest. Also, gold is the so one of the softest metals. Time. <laughs> Still much harder than silk. <laughs> Fine, fine Italian silk. I don't have my people besmirched with an ethnically ambiguous last named man. I don't know what his lineage is. But uh, I like chicken parm. It's tasty, and it fills you up, and fuck anyone who says otherwise. Yeah, goddamn. Time. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be on there. Okay. Um, I look, both great points. Uh, I got to hand the win to Ted Pettingal. Yeah, the chicken palm yeah, is the I point. Think this fortune was meant for you. What does it say? It says, broke is only temporary, poor is a state of mind. <laughs> I believe that was in your wedding vows, right? <laughs> Next up, we're down to the final four here. So, 
Everybody, please welcome Laura Clark and Sean Duffy. Okay, Laura, would you like to go first or second? Oh, uh, second. Second. Sean, you can pick from sports or luck. I'll do, uh, I'll do sports. Sports. Your question is, um, okay, this has to do, one of these has to do with a UFC champion, and one of them has to do with a major league pitcher. Um, so which of these superstitions, superstitious rituals, is more disgusting? Okay. Uh, Lyota Machada? Thank you. Uh, who would drink his own urine every day. Can confirm up front, okay. Or Turk Wendell, who would uh, eat black licorice during a game. Ooh. I'm gonna say, I think the black licorice one is pretty gross. I, it is. They uh, they sell that in stores. I don't think they sh it should be illegal. Uh, even to be honest with you, even the regular licorice very much overrated. If it was regular licorice, I still would have probably picked that one because it's just I don't, urine. I don't really know what the health effects are. I don't I, I don't think it kills you. Clearly, this guy's still alive. I think he won a couple of fights. Uh, we. We don't know that's the reason why, but we know it didn't hurt him. And that's the only thing, that is the only thing that matters. You, you, you drink it, I don't even know how it comes out of you at that point. I think it just comes out as like a, you know, a glass of Chardonnay. I think it gets in reverse. And now, and now it's, and what's better luck than a glass of Chardonnay, guys? Come on, I mean, that's... Time. Wow, so I have to say, I have to defend the viewpoint that it's gross to drink your own urine. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, I mean, first and foremost, it's the stuff that your body chose to get rid of. Like, that's the same as if I was like, I'm going grocery shopping and I went out to the curb and got my trash and brought it back <laughs> in. And like, oh, oh, oh. Your body knows better than that. It got rid of that stuff for a reason. Like whatever it is, especially if you like are dehydrated and it's just like a, a brick of just like pissed jello. I, I agree! Much more disgusting! Time! <laughs> One man's trash is another man's great luck charm. Let me tell you, you keep that stuff and it, it fuels you, it makes you stronger, and that's why this guy's one of the best fighters of all time. Let me tell you, a lot of, I don't, what's his name again? There you go, you can't lose with a name like that. You can drink your own urine, you could not drink your own urine, you're still gonna win. You could probably even drink black licorice if you wanted to and still win a lot. But Time. I have. <laughs> and how good is the athlete who eats black licorice? Is he like pretty good, about as good as the wrestler who drinks his own urine? Like, is that like about, are they about the same area in their field? Because one just seems easier. Also, the taste, I know I haven't drank my own urine, but I know like way too many people who have from the early internet age. Um, <laughs> And like, it lingers, it lingers. You brush, you gargle, it lingers. Black licorice is a flavor that's in other things. Like fennel seed is black licorice. It's not my favorite, but it doesn't linger like urine. Final statement. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Laura Clark. I know, black licorice is gross, I agree. It's disgusting. Okay. Well, Joel, some people might want to drink pee. I mean, yeah. And you ever, I mean, just because it went through once doesn't mean it can't go through again. Like, you ever had double roasted coffee? Pretty good. Okay. Hey, we're into the final debate, so... 
Everybody, please welcome Nick Martucci and Laura Clark. Um, this is going to be about sports. And also, um, our, our, um, our app is being worked on. So the, the poll is down this week, so no, no voting, everybody. I am picking a winner tonight. I know. It's under, it's under construction. Okay. So, um, Nick, would you like to go first or second? Um, I'll go second. Okay, so Laura, your question is, NASCAR drivers don't like $50 bills. This is a, you can confirm, Alec, NASCAR drivers don't like $50 bills, okay? Is this because, is this because they are bad luck, or um, are they just displeased by the sight of Ulysses S. Grant? Yeah, that one. Ulysses Grant led the war of northern aggression against the proud NASCAR boys in blue. In gray. In gray. In gray. Obviously, Ulysses, like, everyone below the Mason-Dixon line, I assume, grew up thinking of this guy as an asshole who, like, came down and, like, burned everyone's houses and was like, bleh, 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 bleh. like <laughs> we're gonna take everything you love, bleh. and now he gets to be on the second most widely accepted huge brand of money. Like, that's unfair if you're a racist. Like, <laughs> it's unfair. And I get it. It makes sense. There's a lot of racists who participate in NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant. That's why. You're acting like they know who Ulysses S. Grant is. <laughs> The war of northern aggression begins and ends with Abraham Lincoln. Besides, a $50 bill is bad luck for somebody as branded as a race car driver. If you have $50 in your pocket, you did something wrong. You should be stacked with the Benjamins. You're not going to make change with anybody. You want to seem like you're, you're bigger, you're, you're, you're more rich, you're going to pay in 100 and say, keep the change. You don't want change in your pocket. Having $50 is gross. If I was rich, <laughs> if I was rich, I would not accept anything lower than $100. That would make me feel like a poor. And if there's one thing we know about the South, they hate being thought of as poor. Okay. But so then why do they accept $20 bills, which have the famous racist Andrew Jackson upon them? He did all the stuff that they love. He dragged uh, Native Americans out of their homes, walked them across the country, gave them cholera and whatnot. Like, <laughs> it's the $50 specifically. They'll take something that's a fifth of a hundred, just not something that's half, because of Ulysses S. Grant and the Civil War, and they, don't, they won't take money with Time. the winner on it. I mean, if you're racist, do you want five racists in your pocket, or do you want two racists and whoever's on the $10 bill? I don't know. I don't carry tens around, because they are one-fifth as unlucky as a $50 bill, and I don't need that kind of bad luck in my life. I'll take a five, though. Or a one, or a 20. If I had a hat, I would hold it out right now. I don't expect any of you to have $50. Time. <laughs> All right. Who, who would know who's on a $10 bill? It's impossible to say. Um, so actually, you know what? I just put a poll in the group. So we can do it on Facebook. Go on to Facebook and uh, vote in the uh, Pick a side stupid group. There's a poll that says, who won? Nick Martucci 
or Lara Clark and just uh, pick the one that you like and we'll keep this open for like a minute. It tells you as it goes. Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. I don't have to close this poll. It just keeps going. Don't watch it as it happens, everybody. You don't get to see it until you vote though, right? You can see it now? Oh, okay. Well, oh yeah, you can see it as it goes. Don't look, Nick. People are adding options. American character actor Willem Dafoe. All right, so I'm cutting off right now. The votes are in and by a score of 21 to 19, our winner tonight is Laura Clark. And in a, and in a, in a distant third place is Willem Dafoe. was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Our next few shows in July will be about phobias. What are your fears? What are you afraid of? We're going to debate that Friday night. And then we're going to talk about cryptozoology the following Friday. And then the last Friday in July, we will be talking about pop stars. So come down and join us some Friday night at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. I want to give a big thank you to Matt Bedell for creating the artwork for us once again this week. You can check him out at Bedell was already taken on Instagram. And you can find us every Monday night at Maggie's Lounge at 8 p.m. doing our stand-up comedy competition where if you're in the audience, you get to help pick the winner. And you can also find me Wednesday nights at the Poor House in Boston, down in the basement. We got half-priced chicken there and a great comedy show every Wednesday night. So come down and join us sometime.